Welcome to Everything Hurts. My name is Dan Quintana from the University of Oslo, and I'm here with James Heathers from Cypher Skin. James, I want to put a scenario forward to you. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. We've been here five seconds, and he's jumped into a scenario. Go on, then, Smarters. Okay. Say there was a graduate student who had um, collected data, uh, run an experiment, um, posted the experiment. Its papers published. And alongside the paper, they've also published the raw data, which is great, which is, which is good for them. And then they find out, um, sometime later that somebody else has used that same data to publish a reanalysis of their data. Um, and they've cited them, of course. They've been, you know, the, the other authors have said this is, this is the source of the data. Um, yet they didn't reach out to the original authors to discuss their analysis all their plans or what they were doing um, or, or even author, offer a co-authorship for contributing. Do you think this kind of thing is fair when it comes to reusing other people's published open data? Yes. You want to, you want to expand that? Do, do, do you need me to uh, expand on that yes. to some degree? Yes. Daniel, we, we, put, we, we turn data into a public resource, a resource in the commons for the good of everyone. It's not supposed to be a persistent resource that people continually thank you for. Um, I can think of a hundred scenarios where the republication of a data set in a completely different format would have almost nothing to do with the original, which is something you didn't specify. The, the re-analysis of it may have absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with the original um, the, uh, uh, the original utility of the numbers themselves. Um, I mean, you could you could make an argument that it was a little rude, um, but it's, it's supposed to be cited. But but it, it was it was not, cited. Not, yes, yes, and that's obviously it would be hugely problematic if it wasn't cited, right? But I mean, you're talking about like whether or not we should be polite. Well, it's like whether or not you're entitled to something that's a knock-on effect. Look, I could see a much better solution than you having to ask me that question to to be a different kind of citation that was listed as like this was used in a resource everywhere, as opposed to cited referred to the paper, but cited managed to centrally or materially use and access that data set. I mean, you could, you, I think you could make a very good argument that that should be a different kind of citation because you've materially contributed resources to someone else. But if that's the case, I mean, how many arguments have we had about authorship criteria stuff and how many free writer fucking authors are out there? <laughs> I mean, it feels, it feels a little bit churlish of me to say it in, in that basis and the fact that, you know, Generally, if you've got some narky old man that runs your thing and they turn up and they, they want to be an author because they sneezed in the same corridor the work was done in, then, you know, fuck it. Obviously, we're handing them out like candy. Why can't the person who made the entire thing possible by definition be an author as well? Well, I just don't think it was ever supposed to, uh, ever supposed to work like that. We're very bad at delineating what workflow was done where anywhere. If you have a central citation where you say, I mean, I'm doing this, this uh, a, a while back, actually. Um, I'm doing some of this at work. Uh, two or three papers, like really, really, really digging into. If those two or three papers didn't exist, I would never have been able to start doing the work that I was doing. Yeah? 
And they're really serious. So their papers are probably cited three or four times in different places within the documents, right? A real intellectual genesis of the idea. And then, of course, you mentioned some other bullshit in passing. We call all those citations the same. We have all these poorly defined criteria around authorship that change on different fields. Um, I saw something today. This is fucking crazy. Uh, in economics, where authors are generally <laughs> yes, alphabetical. I was going to tell you this, yeah. These oh, poor sorry. bastards called Xi and Yang and Wang are not getting- Isn't that crazy? The, the credit that they deserve because, uh, you know, people who are earlier in the alphabet or earlier in the authorship list. It's unbelievable. Well, um, actually, it is believable. It's per- it's perfect. It's perfectly believed. Now I can't speak to the veracity of the data, but this gives you an idea of just how much fucking confusion there is. We want to add more confusion by trying to open a box like this. Look, I, I think you'd leave it in the the public domain for two reasons. One is so your work can have its own computational reproducibility because it increases the inherent trust you can have in any given document both on an informal level, as in they're honest enough to give me the data, and on a formal level, as in I can reproduce the numbers. And the second reason is because it's a fucking public resource paid for with public money the vast majority of the time. So it's considered to be something that we give back after having money funneled generally from philanthropic or government sources into the work that is done in order that it should represent an enduring resource. That's the whole. That's 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 the center of it, and I can. You know what? I'll. Can, I'm. I'm happy to cop to people being upset that no one wrote to them. Um. And uh, I, I, I get that, especially when look. If you spend nine months doing it, and then someone turns up and it's a shit reanalysis, <laughs> <laughs> I can see how you'd be frustrated. But you, I don't think there's a material path to say that can't happen or that shouldn't happen. We, 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 I know that academia in general is very good at murdering everyone's sense of the public good <laughs> because there's an awful lot of selfish, graspy people with little raccoon hands who are out to grab as much shit as possible. But there needs to be limits, man. Would you disagree with anything I've said? No, I was actually quite surprised with the general response because um, I saw someone post this and the majority of people were like, yeah. I you- didn't. I didn't see. I don't know what you're talking the, about. Ah, this is like a week or two ago. And uh, I saw most people were actually saying, hey, you you are hard done by. And I was going, am, am I missing something? Because I, I, I basically disagree. And, and a few people jumped in to say, I, I disagree that there shouldn't be this expectation that um that there should be a citation or, or people mm, should reach out. Okay. Ma- all, main- right, all right, but hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, one one thing that immediately springs to mind is internal cultures within fields and subfields can be very different when it comes to something like this. Okay. People may have, I and I don't know where this is, but I would hazard a guess, and it is a guess that this is from somewhere where data is harder to obtain, sure. there is more there is more scarcity, uh, and there is a different social norm than the far more collective. Yeah, uh, give the data away because it's the right. I mean, just as a, a big bag, would you all like a big bag of fucking ECGs measuring a thing? I mean, I don't know how many times uh, using other people's data you use it to just test something make sure the fucking algorithm works sure. make sure it's cleaning up correctly make sure it makes sense and i know people have used my data to do things like that and 
it never occurred to me for a second, even as a, you know, a starving graduate student, it never occurred. People wrote to me to ask for data sets that maybe I had, and um, I was a bit, I was a bit fucked off that they never acknowledged me. Oh, <laughs> not even a citation. Well, like, there's nothing to cite. That's the oh, problem. Okay. It's like, you got data on this. I go, yeah, i got data on this. I'm not going to put it. Oh, acknowledgement would have been who nice. Gives, who, gives, who gives a shit? The forms are all, like, everything's squared away. Like, people know the data is going to be shared. It's just you don't have time to do everything. Um, so, you know, like I said, graspy little raccoon hands of people. And it, it, it well, do, you, do you remember what field this uh, was in? I, I think it was within psychology somewhere. But look, of course it was. Yeah, but I mean, I think this reminds me of that that preprint I came across where it said that yeah, you need permission. My, you need my permission to cite it, and it kind of defeats. You need my permission to cite it. Yeah. Well, that feels enforceable. Well, yeah, that that's very unenforceable. But it, it sort of has this the, the it has the same sort of feel in that if you have look the negatives for. I can see a lot of problems with having to get permission or having to work with someone else to actually use your open data because then if someone else does that and they're doing analysis you don't like, you can say, well, you know, I don't agree with this. I'm not going to be a co-author. Therefore, you can't publish this because that, that is against the rules. So well, you could go keep your own stuff. But that, I mean, that brings up a point I probably should have mentioned first. If the data was released earlier, it was released under a license. And if you don't pay attention to it, it doesn't mean the license doesn't mean anything. Hmm. Right? So if you're like... CCBY2 or whatever the fuck it is, right? And you look at those and if you don't read the terms and conditions, then, I mean, there's a big caveat mTOR when it comes to stuff like that 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 applies savagely in commercial environments sometimes. You agree to a thing, you've just agreed to a thing. Uh, and no one's going to give a shit that you were like, oh, well, I, I didn't think it meant that. <laughs> it was rude for you to do that. Fucking no one cares. No one cares. Mm. Yeah, when it's lawyers at 10 paces, your feelings are beyond irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was just more surprised with the, gen the general response in that the majority of people were saying you were hard done by. And uh, look. Well, the majority of people are probably trying to be sympathetic, Daniel, because you could probably understand how. I mean, especially if, say, you've made the transition to thinking that that was even an option relatively recently. Mm. You just didn't really contemplate the idea that your work, in quotation marks, uh, could be taken and reused elsewhere. And imagine how peeved you'd be if it was something that you were planning on getting around to yourself. If you thought, oh, this is an interesting feature, but I'll get to it when I have time. Uh, side note, you never have time. Um and then something pops up and there's someone else did it uh, without talking to you, worse than how you do it. I mean, there's plenty of situations where you could be fucked off yeah, sure. by this happening. Yeah, I get that. But the idea that there's anything untoward going on or that you should expect anything differently when data is released into the public commons, presumably under a license which says, I release this into the public commons. Um I mean, this is just, yeah, it's just what we used to call a reality smack. I want to come back to this. Um, I want to come back to this idea of th that the kind of the value of different citations they, they mentioned before. Um, right. uh, you know, I'm an optimistic type of guy, but, but this is the kind of I thing. I know, it's infuriating. <laughs> but this is the kind of thing. I actually don't see a way forward with adding 
extra value to certain citations. I think the only way I can see this happening is I know different funders when you're reporting, when you're doing your reporting for what, what did you do with that money? Some of them say, did you actually produce a data set or produce a public data set which others can, others can use? So in that sense, you can get um, some sort of reward or some sort of recognition that your data is out there. But in terms of raw citations, we all know it's the same sort of problem. A citation is a citation. If it's a mentioning, this person did this, um, <laughs> or, or it could just be her historical, um, this person really screwed up, don't do what they did. And they're, they're getting a lot of citations, but they actually screwed up in, in, in the past. But I just, beyond the sort of examples of funders recognizing particular behaviors, I just don't see a way around elevating certain types of citations over other ones um or, or, or am i being overly pessimistic here no i look i said it, i said it was a possibility but i mean if you do something that is a singular reanalysis of another data set it feels materially or categorically different to mentioning something in passing hmm. i mean the whole idea of counting up citations in the big citation bucket and that being you know, the most impressive of it all. I mean, we have plenty, we have us, literally papers that we've mutually worked on, have plenty of citations where if I read all of the citations, I want to throw about 80% of the citing <laughs> authors in a well. <laughs> I totally agree. And you know exactly what <laughs> I'm fucking exactly, talking about. Exactly, yes. <laughs> right. And that is, and that honestly, in many respects, that's our problem, not their problem. Why? Why? <laughs> Because the emotional response to that's because the system allows us to do something about it. We could have written to any number of those people, privately or publicly, and said, "Your citation is a big silly You're bag of <laughs> You you didn't you didn't read the paper. I don't know if that's ever you happened. Tit, you tit from Denmark. You Danish tit. Read the paper. There's no Danish people. I just I have them on the brain today. I just picked that at random. I like Danish people. I do. I do like the Danes. I've never met anyone from a country that clean that drinks that much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do. I do like Denmark. It's hard not to. To just, I just hop on the car ferry, head on down. Uh, They all seem very jolly to me when I've met them. I like something quite piratical about them. I always appreciate that in a culture. I want to talk about this um, recent project or the recent capstone paper for a project that's been going on for about eight years. This is the reproducibility in cancer biology project, which has been- Rip Cub. Rip Cub. Rip Cub. Which has been run from, or at least coordinated from the the, the Center for Open Science by Brian Nozek and his pals- um, and look, this is enormous projects. Now, eight years, I think, uh, in total, there were d- almost thirty registered reports and like like eighteen replication studies. And these are the studies that th- they didn't just pick random studies. These are studies that have had impact. Uh, I think uh, in in total, they've been cited they about. They chose important preclinical biological results. Yeah. Um, so I think I think over thirty five thousand citations or something like that. In, in total, these were published between 2010 and 2012, so not recent, but I mean, that's just how long the, the project took, so that's why they chose those dates. And in total, there was uh, 50 experiments from 23 papers that were repeated and looking at about 150 effects. Uh, the original plan was to look at a lot more, but they ran into a lot of problems, which I think is something we can we can return to. But 
in summary, um, at almost 60% of the experiments could not be replicated. And for almost 90% of, of these effects, the replication effects were smaller than the originals. So, I mean, look, this, this is very similar to what we've seen within psychology, uh, within sociology, and I, I'd say it's most similar to the Amgen study ten years ago. Yeah, and I think that, that that's what actually got this started was this this idea that um, these um, Amgen, I think Bauer, another pharma, another pharmaceutical, couldn't actually rep, rep, replicate it, um, or had a lot of trouble rep, replicating studies. So this has been the 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 big news over the past couple of days. Um, I, I wanted to get your take on this um, because you, this is the sort of field that your missus is involved in. Or at least, at least peripherally, was was yes. Yeah, and um, I mean, look, we're, we're just two anchors with a microphone who who have you know mm-hmm. a background. That in, is our that is our tagline. <laughs> our, our, our backgrounds are in uh, psychology and, and and physiology, and not we're not we're not in this space. So I want to get your perspective, or at least the perspective from 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 your wife, or about what is the general vibe well, with I, the I response. Can't access her opinions psychically, Daniel. Um, <clears throat> But I do, I do have a reasonably evolved opinion because obviously this came out and uh, there was an interim result on this some years back. Sure. Um, and this is now out, out in eLife. Um, so I think a lot of the top line reporting of a study like this has been shit. Um, and there are a series of numbers that have stood out to me okay. um, as being both very informative and very fucking irritating, right? So, what did you what did you say before when you were introducing it? In terms of the numbers, hmm. um, twenty nine registered reports, seventeen replication studies, sixty. Okay, those those are good numbers. Would you agree that those are good and informative numbers? Well, yeah. Yes, I would agree that those are good and informative numbers, primarily because they were supposed to be a lot higher. Yes. Uh, turns out complicated, expensive things are complicated and expensive. <laughs> Who saw that coming? I mean, even with support from COS and obviously a lot of biologists involved and a, and a tremendous amount of collective interest, they, was, they planned to do 200-odd and ended up doing 50-odd, right? Yeah. Yeah, heavy duty. Okay, so what did you say next? Uh, 59% of experiments could not be replicated. And okay, now that's a shit number. 59% of the experiments could not be replicated on what basis? I think they As had- As in, it did the statisticals before and now it has not done the statisticals? They had five different criteria for replication. I don't remember specifically which of the criteria was. Um, right. But they had five different criteria- I think depending on uh, did the yeah I'd be speculating here, but did the original did the repl- replication effect size fall within the ninety five percent common interval of the original reported effect? There were there were different criteria for how this was actually replicated. Mm. Right. So in other words, it's quite messy. Yes. And when but but also the collective understanding of this is, you know, more than half of the papers did not do. The PO5s, oh my, oh me. Sure, that was uh, that was one. Right. Okay. So th- that's, I mean, that's I, that's how I've seen it being understood. So there's a stupid response to a paper that's this comprehensive and this interesting. Um, 
And, you know, whinge, whinge, why aren't things better? I think it's a very surface level criticism. Okay, so, and what did you say after that? The effect size was uh, 90% smaller? No, 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 90% of, 92% of the replication effect sizes were smaller than the originals. Okay, that is neither a good nor a terrible figure for a, a variety of reasons. Um, how they were smaller is infinitely more important than uh, whether or not they were binary, large or smaller. We also, we, we expect there to be in any measurement at something like this, some form of regression to the mean, because even the, the vaguest of analytical decisions that could bump you towards having an effect that behaved itself a little bit better are invariably present in everything that isn't religious, religiously, rigidly fucking uh, pre-registered registered report style with mm. other parties involved. Yeah? So we should expect attenuation in effect size. It's a matter of how much attenuation. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because obviously 90% is a lot, which makes it quite a definitive number regardless of what I've just said. So it's neither great nor terrible. So here's, here's, here's the, the numbers, and they, they had, had the, uh, the decency to put most of these in the abstract, and I think they're infinitely more useful. Data needed to compute effect sizes and conduct power analyses was publicly available in four out of 193 experiments. Now, that is a good number because that's two bucking percent, right? So, at the very least, they, and you know the nice part, that was all 193. They didn't even need to do the work to make that particular determination. <laughs> so, in other words, within biology, simply because a lot of the time, even if the results aren't binary, they are regarded in many respects as being binary. Statistics is often an afterthought. Sample size is not particularly interesting. You think you hold the levers to be able to conform some version of reality. And when it works as a kind of a quasi-categorical delineation, it works. If it works, that's the end of the fucking story. Three mice, four mice, oh my God, let's go crazy and do six. Yeah, they're not interested really in the statistical underpinnings of how a lot of results works. Now, there's, there's a reason for that. It's because a lot of stuff does work like that. It just, that if that affects how your reporting works, where only 2% of the published experiments actually present an expected effect size at a power analysis, an understanding that meaning is established under these statistical parameters by these things that we do beforehand, then I think you have a cultural problem with how the, the actual statistics are understood. Psychologists love to beat themselves up about this, but <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is, honestly, that the discussions that are in, especially the more quantitative areas of the social sciences are much more sophisticated than they are in the biological sciences. The vast majority of people, uh, I, every criticism you've ever heard of SPSS, which are like 10, 15 years old now, like it's not even <laughs> worth a meme anymore. It's, it's, lo it's lol, SPSS, ha ha. It's not funny one, anymore. All the different cars and shit. It's not even funny anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
But biologists are already doing that with GraphPad. Yeah. And Excel or an Excel sheet that a postdoc made six years ago where you put the numbers in and then there's some complicated shitty formula you don't understand and it spits out some crap. Yeah. Mm. This a lot of it is just not numerically sophisticated and the and the tools get more and more, especially when we get into Massive amounts of observation, massive amounts of computational power, uh, uh, some very legitimate and heavy-duty uses of machine learning in particular. It's not coming with the sophistication of the people who are actually interested in the biology. A lot of the time it's coming with the sophistication of the tools. So that it, 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 that that figure speaks to me of like there's no collective statistical reckoning, at least one that was present fucking 10 years ago when all these papers were published. But, you know, I think that the great social scientific whinge was already uh, in process to some degree <laughs> 10 li- years ago. A little bit. I-, I would like to think that. Okay. So, all right. So there's two more numbers that I want to talk about. Okay. Two-thirds of the people, despite contacting the authors of the original experiments, two-thirds of the data was unavailable. Now, I think that's much more to be expected. Sure. Right? It's 10 years ago. Um, people have certain lab notebooks. People, everyone has moved around at that point in time. It's, it's very likely that uh, anyone involved on a sort of wet lab bench level in doing those experiments is fucking long gone. Right, I mean, where is? Let me put this in perspective. Where is the data from the first year of my PhD? It's in a filing cabinet in the Brennan McCallum building somewhere. It's in a filing cabinet in the Brennan McCallum building. Just like what is? The whole thing hasn't been raised to the ground right now. So I was looking at this guy. Should we try to throw this out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So last figure. 40% 40% of the people that they wrote to were minimally helpful, <laughs> totally quiet, or actively hostile. <sighs> sounds, sounds about right. Right. So this is, I mean, you can, you can really get into the weeds when it comes to the individual result. And I saw a wonderful graphic on this. Um, is that the one in the I paper? Actually. No, I don't think it was in the paper. I think they made it for the public dissemination of the results. Um, that was it was it's basically a it's basically a scatter plot thingy. Okay. Um, for the um, for the effect size, and I, maybe someone made it. Um, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell you where I saw it. The thing that's very interesting is in the there's no pattern there's no good discernible pattern when it comes to the original effect size and the replication effect size there's a sort of a cone thing Mm. going on but there there are there's also i mean there's there's a couple of really odd results where the original effect size was about two and the replication effect size was about ten. Yeah, like, oh, it's great. Those 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 people were the party. <laughs> they were they were batting three hundred. There's a little mouse party going on over there. Um but in general, uh the original effect size was actually overall a pretty crap predictor. Um if you mash if you mash everything in together. And there were these uh, half a dozen papers where there's a giant original effect size um, that was attenuated quite a lot. Um, 
it just, I mean, it, it, it's not super clear the whole thing. Anyway, we'll, we'll have we'll have to we'll have to find it. But this is why the whole idea of like, oh, it all went down a bit, or um, you know, like all the effect sizes were attenuated, or uh, the statistical thresholds is uh, when were not exactly where they should have been is kind of, you know, yeah. It's 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 not it's not a great criticism, but the idea of one, uh, none of and and this is the final one I didn't get to. So let me let me run through the the, the things like the headline numbers that I think are interesting. Here. Sure, none of the papers had sufficient details to replicate them immediately from the inside out. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Had, papers ten years ago. Contacted. I'm right? not surprised. I'm not surprised. Two percent of authors did. Uh, any had any appreciation of effect size or power analysis. Forty percent of the authors were either totally disengaged, fucked the whole thing off out of hand, or were actively hostile. Probably like a quarter of people were super useful, um, but you know, forty percent or thereabouts either wrote back when like yeah nah or did nothing or told them to pound sand. Right. And, 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 and two-thirds of the data, more or less, was unavailable. Now, the really annoying part is you didn't have to do any, you didn't have to do any of the replications to make all of those determinations, did you? But, I mean, it's not, it's not good. You, you, can, you can really see the, like, the cultural difference between that then and how People are trying to make other people think now about what it means, what it means to represent a result in a literature. What is its fidelity? Does it really work? Can it be trusted? They're not leaning into any metric of like full exposition or, or trust at all. They just don't care. Um, you know, and this is why we need vaccine mandates. all right we can go we go on there (laughs) no 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 i'm just i'm just being difficult what were you going to say if you had to guess would you say that there'd be a relationship between the researchers willingness to cooperate and how close the uh the replicated effect size was to the original effect size um i imagine that there would be a weak or moderate relationship and something like that because i can imagine that a result that was done and very well established that you know you're working with a company and they had a cro reproduce it and it was reproduced elsewhere because uh someone was building on it in 2015 or something like that and so you're busy and someone writes to you and goes i want to replicate it too i mean it's equally boring as if you always knew the result was a bit shitty and you know there's a kind of venal little bastard that isn't interested in (laughs) science being worth anything um but i can i can see what would be regarded as essentially a superfluous or a fatuous request um being treated equally as poorly as um, one that felt a bit threatening because they were coming to find out where the bodies were buried in your shit experiment. <laughs> so I think there would be some relationship, especially, look, if you, I, can, I think the people who would be most keen, apart from those who were just sort of congenitally honest and good at being members of a scientific community rather than good at science, I think that if the, the most keen I can imagine me being is if I had a result which I thought was interesting and important and accurate and other people weren't paying attention to it. Mm. And I thought, this is really interesting. 
And I couldn't convince anyone else it was interesting. And then someone turned up to recreate it from scratch. I would fall over myself. But yes, absolutely. Put mine in the, in the big thing. Here's the list of reagents. Here's where we bought the Mices. Here's the brand of microscope. Uh, right back when you get it all together. Tell me what else you need. I want to see this shit thrive. So I think that's where you would get the most positive responses. But there would be a lot of like there's an enormous drag factor to that relationship of just one email amongst a thousand, especially because presumably a lot of this work was done. If it's being published now, a lot of this work was done from some months back in the previous 18 months. to. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that hasn't really been amazing for. It hasn't been an amazing environment to work in a wet lab. I mean, I've got friends who are doing – who, because of the building uh, occupation requirements, they split the whole thing into eight-hour shifts, and there's people doing experiments for nine months going from midnight to eight hours. Oh, man. Yeah? Oh. And imagine you've just had a little baby, and then you get oh. rusted on doing science no. in the middle of the night. Now, and Terrible. then you're doing that, someone writes to you and says, I'd like to recreate your 2011 paper. Do you have any saved data? Can you pro provide me a list of this long list of fucking things? And this is why you can't do anything like this after the fact. This is why this is so fucking hard. I mean, this, Yelta Vickett's had a, a, a bunch of work uh, some, some years back. It was just to, like write to people and ask for stuff. And they go, eh, no, some of them in an ideal world, probably quite willing to help or at the very least would suffer through the process on the basis of I'm being a member of a scientific community. But if you squeeze the fuck out of everyone all the time, you very quickly find yourself in a position where if it isn't done right, the data horse has always bolted. Mm. Yeah. And I, I get people, I get people not wanting to do superfluous stuff. I mean, how many times have I mentioned the example of like <laughs> stories I've heard and a couple of people that I've met who are very senior academical variety who say, oh, I don't do peer review. It's a waste of my glorious time as a, as a person who has thrived in a system that only rewards the truly meritorious. And as an incandescent genius, I don't fuck around reading other people's other bad crap. Or if I do, I make my grad students do it. I don't waste my time on reading their bollocks. Now, in an environment where that can exist, can you imagine people not responding to what is basically a science colonoscopy about something you did a decade ago? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I saw um, stories written about this where there were actually uh, reporters went out and asked the reaction to some of the authors whose work was replicated. And one of them was like, I get 100 emails a day. I This email I, I literally missed. Now, I'm kind of doubtful that um, Center for Open Science only sent one email. I'm sure they would have sent a few, um, but I'm still. Sure they had a protocol by which to send more than yep. one. Yep. Um, but for a lot of these people, they, they just said, hey, like, I literally missed these emails and I didn't participate. Um, not because, yeah. Um, I know, I know, I know I do this. I know there's probably half a dozen things. If I went through my inbox, my inbox is fine. I only have. Let's pop it open. I, I close it because the ping pong sound on the on the um the the podcast is very terrible. I only have two hundred and eighty three unanswered emails. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. No, it's that, that's the thing. That's two hundred and eighty three individual people who could be asking me for something. You know, I mean, some of it is going to be sales. Some of it is going to be people who wrote to say batty shit after I wrote something in the public domain. 
Um, but some of it will be people asking for advice. Some of it will be people asking for help. And in general, I delete shit straight away. So I know if I work my way back through my inbox, that everything will be okay. And I know that if you send me something that's irritating while I'm in the middle of something else, I will insta, I will fucking insta burn it when the prompt prompt comes up. Yeah. Mm. And this is, I mean, you, we, we, we have to change the fucking script on this. It needs to be right when it's done. It's the only way to future proof it. It needs to, it needs to form a correct entry in a public ledger. Or if it doesn't, in the 48 hours after you post something, you need to do what we do with really high profile misinformation, which is jump on them like rabid badgers, rip their fucking skin off and then turn it into a fashionable yurt. Yeah. Okay. And that, and what, while it's still fresh, I've still got the stuff. It's still here. Let's get this established. There's, there's no excuse hmm. of, oh, we lost the data. If you publish it a, a month ago. You're in, you're, in, yes. you're in real trouble. You- yeah, but this is this this is the thing. Like you're using you're using public public COVID record information. How old could that data possibly? Yeah, be? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and you just published it two days ago. You didn't lose that data, and it isn't protected because it's a fucking public record. The only thing is how you've analyzed it, your code, your approach. Can we have that? If the answer is no, then you're a dick. <laughs> if the answer is we can't find it, you're a lying dick. <laughs> no, it's, it's such a good point. It's 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 getting at it. I, I saw a great example. I, I, th- I think you posted this of it was a as as it was a sports exercise. Well, it was purportedly a sports exercise science paper where they got did some exercise protocol, and then the paper had turned into <laughs> where they were extracting brains. <laughs> they needed to harvest the hypothalamus. No, hypothalamus. This, this poor exercise physiology students having their fucking well, head cut well, off. Well, lie back while I uh, extract your hypothalamus. Uh, <laughs> and I was, <laughs> look, it, it's patently it's a it's a paper mill paper. Um, yeah, except it's a, it's, a, it, it's it may not, I, I may not, it may be someone trying to do their own. I don't think even a paper mill, even the shittiest paper <laughs> mill, would not crossover cut and paste an exercise physiology laboratory did. experiment with people and uh, a rodent experiment where there's like the craniotomy was immediate so there was no decay of the hypothalamic blah 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 um what i'm saying that is that i don't think that i don't if anyone paid for that oh boy did they get ripped off i think it's just uh, it, it it may honestly that may even be a fucking algorithm at this point that's spewing out stupid. I read the, I read the abstract and the abstract was basically gobbledygook. Look, the point was that paper was published like three four years, two thousand eighteen, three four years. Two thousand nineteen. Okay, I think, but it's almost twenty twenty two, and that's two thousand and nineteen officially published. So digital before that. Yeah, it could be up to four years old. Couple 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 of years ago. So there's just look if if. <laughs> When you have that kind of time lag, there's different expectations you can have in authors. But w- when the thing is published a couple of days ago, then you can ask these kind of questions. But you hit the nail on the head in that we need to get things right from the very beginning. We need to, and, and I hope one of the main outcomes from this big replication project and the psychology one and the sociology one is that we need to make things right from the very, very beginning when it comes to posting data, when it comes to posting protocols. And I think the big story to come out of this, or the big story at least, the, the the conclusion that at least Brian Nozick was talking about was, well, replication is difficult. It's also difficult to define what replication means. But the, mo- the more important thing is that the amount of information that we got from these papers was very, very difficult. And our jobs were very, very difficult to yeah. do these actual things. And it costs like... Yeah. 
it costs like I think one point five million. Just fifty three thousand dollars for a result, but yeah. honestly, I mean, and that was like twice what they budgeted. That's another good number I was going to get to, but also in biological terms, that is shittingly cheap. That 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 is compared to like a, a psych experiment. Well, at least the sort of stuff that I do, that is really cheap. I mean, it's, it's not free, but it is not cheap. But this was <laughs> this was funded by the uh, Arnold Foundation. I think they got a different name now, uh, Arnold something. Um, and it, I mean, I thought this is the kind of thing that should be fu- pu- pub- funded with public money. But it's not at the moment. Yeah, well, take it up with the governments of the world as per usual. Yeah. Continue to yell into our void, and they'll continue to regard us as two wankers with microphones. The uh, And there's always, I mean, there's, there's some tropes here as well that we didn't get to yet. There's always the person, always the person who, when the thing gets replicated, they go, you didn't do it right. Yeah, you didn't do you it. You didn't do it right. You never did it my way. You never did it right. Yeah, I didn't engage with the process and I didn't like the authors and I was deliberately obstructive and I was unhelpful and I was terse and I was incredibly unavailable. But they didn't do it right. (laughs) Winch. There's always that guy. And it seems like it always is a guy. Yeah. Why didn't they do it right? How about what if you didn't do it right? But you don't understand. It's been replicated elsewhere. What if they didn't do it right? And if you've got so much difficulty turning over all the details necessary to do it right right now, did you give those to the people who did it right in the meantime? If they're so hard to find now, or were you not involved? Did someone just pop into the ether and go, oh, yeah, I totally found that too? It's very easy. I've had this conversation. Biologists, to, to, to their great credit in my experience, and I know quite a few, are very happy to talk about shitty malfeasance and biological practice, at least at least all the ones I know, which is you know, it's a sufficient enough amount. Maybe this is a good enough generalization. Because I will ask questions like, how would you fake that? And they'll go, oh, you'd do it like this and like this and you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it that way and that looks really stupid. They're like if you wanted to like engineer that result so it looked like that, yeah, yeah. I knew a guy who did something like that once. It was like two labs ago. And so I was like, no, 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 that's probably hard to do it that way. And you'd never have the notes. I would do it like this because- Here's so how I would fraud. So, yeah, exactly. But so much of it is process driven. It's not a matter of we've got to fuck with the analysis. Until the 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 end of the uh, till the end of the the analytic period where we, we we sort of like vomit something out at the end, yeah, it's it's how this is how we'd fuck with a process, right? Mm. And because so many experiments don't work immediately out of the box and they don't look exactly how they should, and because biology is difficult and confusing and expensive. Fucking with things for six months until the protocol turns out in a way where you understand all the individual pieces of it and the kind of narrative of the experiment uh, means that you think about how you would approach individual problems on a very granular level of process. Yeah. So they think differently. Um, and they also, it's, I mean, it's a little bit concerning because I don't think other scientists don't have conversations like that often. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just it's it's one of those things. I think there's there's some cultural differences that proceed from the kind of substrate of how the work is done. Yeah, 
It's yeah. I mean, also, what what a, a, an achievement to get anything like this. It's one. It's one of those things where it's like there's a mountain and no one's ever climbed it, and it's enormously tall. Um, and they you you go up it, and it's the most astonishing human achievement to get the base cap. You know, you're waving down at the people below. They can't even fucking see you. They come down the mountain. They're like, well, you know, you've been gone for two years. Where did you get to? Base cap. You look around and you go, well, it's not the summit, but fuck me, I don't think anyone's ever got the base camp before. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a big thing. That huge, huge. Um, and those should be those should be respected, and we shouldn't like we shouldn't headline read when results like this come out. I think that's probably the thing that's pissed me off about the response the most is that reducing this to numbers. And not reading through the narrative that's actually here, especially there's a section called, I've just popped it up again here, the challenges encountered when designing experiments. Yeah, that's fucking super interesting. Read through, actually read through the fucking paper on that shit and the boxed examples that are given. Even if it's got long words with many syllables and the things that, you know, it's quite scary. It's quite scary. It said Lucifer and, ah, no. Put your fucking ego to one side and read through all the trouble that they had. I mean, there's, there's more than one trouble section in the papers. <laughs> <laughs> but it is you 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 have to have a you have to have a broader response to this. It's really it should be considered insufficient now, really. The people who fancy themselves the intelligent reformers. It should be considered insufficient to look at something like this and then honk off about it didn't replicate look at the top line number without actually reading about the process you're never going to understand how this environment fits into all the different constellation of fields that it affects unless you read about the fucking process and I particular, I have a particular distaste for anyone in the social sciences gobbing off and going, oh, look at them with their microscopes. They're just as bad as us, and we can't add I've, I've seen I a few of them. back to asking undergraduates about their balls. <laughs> <laughs> and people were comparing. They're like, oh, look, the replication rates in psychology were slightly better than cancer biology. Oh, <laughs> shut the fuck up, you tea leaf reading symbol. We're not doing, we're not doing his dad. Guys, it's all right. <laughs> oh, it's 48%. We beat them very slightly. Honestly, it's like it's like winning a Our, 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 our boat is sinking slightly slower. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't understand. Their boat has a cannon shot through the bow, but ours, <laughs> we just built it wrong and it's leaking slowly. Oh. <laughs> Soggy feet, you know? Disappearing below the waves like the last dickhead on the Titanic. Just 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 impressed because the Titanic 2 over the road sunk slightly <laughs> quicker. Shut the fuck up. There's nothing to be triumphant about here. That's all for this episode of Everything Hurts. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in soon. James, I want to do, I want, I want to do a Christmas episode or even a bonus episode sometime during the Christmas break. Are you in? You pick you pick you you pick your uh Christmas beer. I'll pick my Christmas beer. I'm sure, I'm sure you can pick up some Christmas beers where you're at. Yes, that, that, that is a thing in the states, isn't it? Oh God, yes. Oh, okay. They've been out for they've been out for a month. Some okay. of them are excellent. It's one of the best beer seasons. Uh, different, different stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pick up a few. I'm pick- still recording, by the way. Yeah, same. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this will um we'll, we'll do we'll do a Christmas episode, Christmas special. Yeah, I like that. I'll get me a Santa hat and we'll go <laughs> yes. through that.
We'll go, go through, through the, the BM, We'll go through the last BMJ's hilarious holiday episode with all the fun uh, And we'll talk about all the people that have wronged us this year. <laughs> How's that sound? Christmas recriminations. Christmas recriminations. Thanks for listening. We're back again <laughs> with more Everything Hurts. See you later. Yeah, we will.